Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC, featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations, because great radio is still fresh the second time around. They can do it, and nobody can do it because Spencer Rattler will be the best quarterback on the field. We're getting our guys back healthy. Uh, I'm telling you right now, if, if we're able to have some consistency in running the football, we're going to be okay. We don't know how good George is. Yes, they have the number one beside their name. But do we really believe Georgia's right now the best team in the country? Based on what I've seen, I don't. I think they still got question marks. They got injuries. They lost tons of players the last two years uh, to the NFL draft. I think it sets up very nicely for South Carolina. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain. Dude, he was on one yesterday on KB's show. I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation, Kyle Bailey He's and, unbelievable. and Corey Miller. He is staying so strong. Corey Miller's between his Clemson hate, his South Carolina backing, his Alabama backing. You know he now has two teams, but he's now an Alabama man, too, does sports talk radio show down there. With his son. He was staying strong, man, on all fronts. But there you go, baby. The name of the segment is College Football Confidence. Your boy Carolina Crazy earlier said... Bone, stay strong. Don't let Mac affect your opinion. We're coming back with a W. Gamecock Kevin, although I think he's hiding right now, did say earlier in the week, we are beating Georgia. And Corey Miller thinks they can do it, Bone. It's, it's, There's not, Gamecock confidence out there. For, for South Carolina to eclipse last year's win total, he's not wrong. It's all about... The running game, the carry-on joiner as running back one, I don't think that's going to work out too well. They've got to find a way to get yards, keep the defense honest, protect Rattler in general, not just tomorrow, Mac. Leggett leads all power five wideouts through two weeks in receiving yards. They've got nothing from Juice Wells yet. Shane Beamer says he's 100% now. So he could, he's good so to go. the receivers and Rattler, I think they can compete with anybody. I think Rattler, when he's protected, we've seen that. I don't have questions about that dude anymore. But it's about the protection in the running game. I think 27.5 is too high of a spread for Georgia. South Carolina covers that. I think they hang for a while. Georgia's not really... They're not playing a tough schedule, so they, you know, they they've probably got some things they've got to work through a little bit here as well. So you've got college football cover confidence, is what you're going with there. I think you, I think South Carolina will get obliterated in the trenches. I just think again, I saw what happened to y'all on both sides of the ball in the trenches against UNC, and George is the baddest group of mofos in the trenches in America. And by the way, Corey Miller, I've, he's not the only one. I've heard. I think Flounder was dancing around this. Well, no, Flounder just said they weren't playing their best or whatever. People are calling out Georgia because of what because they just didn't have enough style points against Tennessee Martin and Kent State. How how do you win two straight national titles and have yourself completely ready 
for Tennessee Martin and Kent State. I think the SEC opener at home in Athens, I think they will be flying around the field tomorrow. I think they will run the ball in South Carolina. I don't think South Carolina is good defensively in the trenches. And offensively in the trenches, they're horrible. They've given up 23 tackles there for There is a, in two games. What fans have confidence? Let me tell you why you shouldn't have confidence. Georgia, no. It's a story that's told Georgia every Georgia fans should have confidence okay. is what I'm telling I, you I right think now. South you Car- guys should, I don't think y'all should. I don't get the confidence. I think South Carolina will compete much better than last year. That, that, that was a not bar. a good performance there. And then here's the thing, too. I think South Carolina, even if they don't win, if they compete, they can actually protect better. I'm saying if. If they can actually compete better, I think that will go They can actually get something out of this game without winning the football game. I think they can still gain a little. Now, if they perform like last year and it's 48 nothing in the fourth quarter, then it's going to be, oh, my God. But if they can compete for a while, hang in there, that, I think, can have a carryover effect to Mississippi State coming up. 88-20 the last two years in this series. Although, Gamecocks the last one to win in Athens as a road team back in 2019. Uh, what do y'all think? Who has the college football confidence? And I'm just trying to keep it real, Bo. I'm not going to blow smoke up your little gluties this morning. Okay. I don't understand. Like, do you guys have memories that don't go back two weeks? Because I don't know how that team that did that in the trenches against UNC has a like has a prayer of hanging around. I, I'm I, just being real. I'm not trying to be said a jerk. That. You made your point. Yeah. Move on. You moved your. You made your point. Move on. Okay. Sorry, we sorry that we wanted to see the team perform well. We're sorry for having confidence in the confidence segment. Move on. Give us the next one. I, I'm just saying, if I was a Gamecock fan, I wouldn't speak up in this segment. Is all I'm saying. I just you be played like, the uh, Corey Miller audio. Yeah, because I want. I well, you played Corey Miller. We're talking South Carolina. But now you just told South Carolina fans you don't want to hear I, from them. No. Oh my God, my head is gonna. I, my head is spinning. I'm saying I would just kind of be like, yeah, we're going to take a whooping. I, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't okay. talk bold like Corey yeah. Miller and, and Gamecock Kevin. You've never been wrong. Is all I'm saying. What am I going to be wrong about? The, uh, the only ballsy thing you said is you just called her a four-touchdown You spread. just played Corey Miller audio. We're talking yeah. South Carolina. Then you told South Carolina fans not to talk. And I'm the South Carolina fan on the show. So what am I supposed to do? Just ignore it? You're supposed to say, I have no confidence this week. We are horrible in the trenches. And the best team in college football is going to kick our ass. That's what you okay. need to say. Okay. Seriously. Yep. In the confidence you guys are delusional the, as hell. You asked about the confidence segment. I said they can hang and cover the spread. And here you go. All right, let's move on. Let's move I've on. Never, I've never wanted to bare knuckle fight someone more in my life than right now. <laughs> uh, I, the two-time national champs, and okay. y'all can't hang within, know you within single digits of North Carolina. You've but said you it. have bravado two weeks later. Cut me a break, we you know. delusional fool. You've said it. There's other games. Move on. I am going to move on. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Seriously, Bone. You, oh, are, exhausting. you are an exhausting man. You No. Am I the only one that thinks Gamecock fans sound absurd this morning? I can't be the only one. Can I? Uh, no, I'm with you. All right, let's Just move a little bit. Let's move along. All right, Flounder, do you North yeah. Carolina? Are you feeling feeling good against Minnesota? Uh, you got to right. Are you worried? Like, do you think this is an upset alert game? I don't know if it's upset alert. Do I think that the Tariels cover in the game? No. My prediction on the podcast, which you guys can check out every Monday and Thursday night uh, on the Heel Tough blog page. Also, it will be shared onto the WFZ. <laughs> Shameless promotion. Now, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're part of the family. Uh, I, I said 24-17. I think it's kind of an ugly, uglier game. Because I think we, we saw last week, Carolina, they... 
they're going to be able to run the football this year. That's going to be one of their strengths, especially if they get British Brooks back for this game. I think it could be, you know, I, I think Minnesota's defense is pretty legit. It is. They have no, I don't think they have offense, though. I, that's the thing. I think their offense is terrible. It. So I think that Carolina, and we've seen defensively, I'm still not super confident that this defense is exactly what we saw against South Carolina. I think they'll be pretty good in this game. But I think more than anything, Minnesota's offense is just so bad. I like the Tar Heels by seven. I think it's going to be a hybrid of the two outings. It won't be as close as last week, and it won't be as um, dominant maybe as South Carolina in the, in the 14 points. It'll be somewhere, I think, probably in that 10 range. I think it's going to be a little bit of a mixed bag. It's interesting to see if does Drake may have a big yardage game, or is it going to be the best? I think we're kind of well, waiting. You, you got to first, you got to take what's there. These people that are, are telling me, and I saw it again last night. We need to force the force the passing game with Drake. Who May. cares? Why? Just win. We're trying to you win games. Three hundred. You ran for three hundred yards against Half State. You kicked their fannies. Like just do that. If you can run for three hundred yards, who cares? Drake May doesn't even care. He just wants to win. And by the way, all that's going to do is set up Drake May dropping bombs. All you do is pick your poison. What do they give you? If they're crowd in the box, Drake May will get them out of it. If they don't put an eighth guy in the box, run the ball down their throats. But in all seriousness, Bone, are you confident about the Gamecocks? <laughs> it just never, it never ends. I am in a, I'm in a time, oh I, I am in a time loop right now. Oh, I'm just it kidding. Never I'm ends. just kidding. Bone, give me a team. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. We're talking about this weekend. Who has college football confidence? We are weighing in on your confidence level, but we want to hear from you guys. Uh, give me another team, Bone. Charlotte 49ers. I think that they had an intense week of practice. I think that there was a lot of competition on offense. Biff Mac is not here for moral victories. We know that. I think during the whiteout tomorrow, they are going to play much more like they did early on against Maryland. I think this is a bounce-back game for the Charlotte 49ers. I think this is kind of a must-have for them to get to that bowl status we think they can get to. They've got at the Gators next week, at SMU after that. That's not easy either. I think for them to be as good as we think they can in here under Biff, they have to have this one. Georgia State's a good football team, but I think Biff has their attention. Biff knows that he's an underdog at home. That's going to matter for what he tries to get out of this football team. I like the Charlotte 49ers. Close, exciting game. And when you look at the local game this weekend, Mac, that might be one of the most entertaining games of the weekend. I can't wait for this game. I think this one's going down to the wire, and I think it's mammoth when you talk about Florida and SMU coming up next on the schedule. Whoever runs the ball the best is winning this game. And if the Niners can just, it sounds like we're talking about the Panthers. If the Niners can hit a couple of plays downfield, maybe to Jerry Smack, he had a couple last week. Um, they, they, they need something out of their passing game. But I think, the, I think the, the guys up front in the trench, as long as they're healthy enough, those guys up front, Oki and Noma, and your guy Big Wall up front, I think those guys, Bone, are going to get after it as well. And I, I think Charlotte can win this game. I really feel good. I do not want to upstate upset ECU fans. But I got to keep it real here, all right? Bone didn't like it when I kept it real earlier. Uh, I think App State is going to put it on ECU. I, I think in, in, unless there's some sort of letdown or something from, like, the, the emotional loss last week in Chapel Hill, I believe this kid Aguilar has something. Yep. I believe he has some moxie, man. I really do. And I think Davis is a player at wide receiver. Noel in the running game ran on that heels defense for um, over 200 yards 
that in the heels the week before. Not trying to aggravate Gamecock fans, just citing that they gave up negative rush yards in their opener. Not trying to agitate anybody. All right. I think App State uh, at home at the Rock. I think it's a, I think it's a double digit win over ECU, man. I really do. I'm confident, Mac, that the Colorado Buffaloes come out motivated. Back to you with more. <laughs> That's going to be ugly, isn't it? Jay, ugly beatdown. Jay Norvell, you might want to just head on out of halftime. This is this because is, I we know Colorado's going to win. It's just a matter of what what does Dion's <laughs> what's the post game reaction going to look like? I mean, they could put about eighty. On they're all gonna they're all gonna wear sunglasses. Score. They're all gonna wear sunglasses and hats in, in the locker room. Aren't they? There's something going score. on here. Right? Uh, let's see. Florida State fans confident against BC. BC probably <laughs> probably should be. I think it's fair to say. NC State. We got an NC State fan. Say for the first time this season, he's confident against VMI. There you go. You know, it's not a huge uh, opponent per se, but it's a game where you want to see NC State try to establish some sort of offensive rhythm. The receiving threats. What Brennan Armstrong? You know, even if they get a lead, mag, you got to let these guys play out there for a while. Let them get a rhythm. If they struggle through even offensively against VMI, we'll find out a little bit here about NC State. They struggle in this game against VMI. I'm there begging, might be bigger problems than we even realize. Begging these wide receivers to make play. Porter Rooks, can you make a play against VMI, bro? Like, I'm begging these wide receivers. And I like what I saw from Juice Farine last week. I'm intrigued. I like that name, Juice Farine. If I, was, if I was a wideout, I'd name myself Juice. Feel free to hit us up on the text. Are you agreeing or disagreeing with what we're saying? Bone had a slight disagreement with me earlier. Um, uh, <laughs> who is confident in their squad tomorrow in college football? This texture says, EC who? App 44 EC who 17. See what, he See did, what there? They did there instead of the U to put a who on there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. This texture's an ECU fan. Says, the best news I've ever heard is that Bum Mac isn't picking us. Can't wait to tell him he's wrong on Monday. Your, your your offense, frankly, sucks. Wow. So good luck. They, they have to get some quarterback play, man, from one of those two guys. Something. They got to get some sort of passing. I don't know if they're going to get it. Bird from Tennessee says App State's going to make ECU walk the plank. I like it. I like it. I, like it. I was wondering if Mac would laugh or not. There you go. Got him. I kind of like that one. Uh, multiple people upset at what I was saying to South Carolina fans about being delusional. Multiple people pointing out that Mac, when he talks Panthers, is the most delusional fan that they have ever heard it's in their life. a fair point, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I see where you're coming from. I see why you might think that from I'm time I'm confident to time. that Duke beats Northwestern. It, that, that's an obvious confidence. <laughs> yeah, one of them. I, I want to see how they handle this one, though. Do they, do they have a, a game where it's a lot closer than it should be and they've got – or do they just – you know, like they did last week, is Leonard out by the second half? I just want to see how Duke will win, but how do they look in this? Do they, do they, if they're as good as we think they are, do they dominate and just end it early, or is they a little sluggy? I don't they know. We'll should, see. They should be able to put this one away, right? Shouldn't they? Uh, like Carolina, I feel like, I feel like Minnesota hangs around longer. For Carolina, Minnesota definitely a better team. Yeah, than I mean, Northwestern feel, hangs feel free against to Duke. Not, um, I would. That, that <laughs> You're would be at the great. game, right? Are yeah, you, yeah. You yep. and Itty Bitty Fitty going? Yeah, every nice. every nice. game this year at home, we'll be there. Sweet, uh, Huggy Bear's a Florida fan, and he fooled me here. 
Uh-oh. He says, I'm supremely confident in my Florida Gators. And then I open oh, up the text, is. and it says, supremely confident they get blasted by Tennessee. Oh, I was wondering where the confidence comes from there from a Florida fan. Um, I'm supremely confident, Macker, in northern Illinois. I think they win by two touchdowns over Nebraska. Give me that one. The roll haters. Some guy said the roll haters are confident this week. Northern Illinois just lost to southern Illinois, though. They're going to be motivated. It was a tough rivalry game. <laughs> They're going to be fired up. I don't have much roll hating confidence this week, Bo. There's a fighting, I don't really have it. There's a fighting Illini fan looking for Mac right now. Oh, oh says, man. You talk- are you going to beat the Illini this year, unlike the last time you played when that game was in Happy Valley? Oh, and this, oh you, be careful what you ask for. Skillet. That team so offensively challenged two years ago. This team is going to run the ball down your throat. Kansas is still running for yards against Illinois' defense from oh. last Friday night. You know what Mac is really heated when he uses the word skillet? <laughs> are you the only guy left in America Still dropping skill in Did you see what the people were saying that you should do to me, though, Bone? Excuse me? Guy says, punch, but please punch him, Bone. Gamecock Jim says, Mac is a Gamecock hater. If Bone does not get violent with the man, someone else should. <laughs> I mean, please wow. don't. Cor- I just request it not to be Corey Miller, y'all. That's the only. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get violent in the radio studio. I'll call somebody afterwards to take him out in the parking lot. We'll go straight Nancy Kerrigan on this thing. He's gonna call Tony the Hitman. He's gonna call a Hitman to come in and get me. Um, Tony will talk me to death. That's his. That's his uh, method of Hitman. <laughs> Multiple people have sent this in, Bone, and we actually got it sent to us, too. Uh, we were talking, the guy said, us rule haters are confident this week. It's Northern Illinois against Matt Rule and uh, Nebraska. How about what Dilworth Neighborhood Grill did? They're keeping track of Rule's record on their, like, board out front of the restaurant. Yeah. It says, Rule 0-2, go Panthers. And I guess <laughs> they're going to do this all season? Yeah, and I like it because <laughs> just keep the Panther record off there. Just keep saying, go Panthers. Don't, because, you know, at some point, the records, unfortunately, uh, we'll see how it goes but let's just keep the just keep the brassic up there dude that is how i like that that is how you get new new customers in the city of charlotte is you track matt rules losing and i guarantee you people will will, will flock to you listen to mac and bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10 instant replay continues with more in a moment only on sports radio 92.7 wfnz the exclusive home of the charlotte sports fan McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. 
And to join us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, we welcome Ross Jackson of the Locked On Saints podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A, to talk more about this game. Ross, how are you doing, man? Appreciate the time. Oh, of course, guys. Glad to be here with you. Always fun to chop it up with a uh, fellow Locked Oner as well. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Always a pleasure to be here. Yes, Locked On Podcast Network, Crib, the podcast network that goes daily. How many years have you been with Locked On, and how much has the daily pod thing, uh, how's that been going for you? Are you still holding up okay? Yeah, yeah. I started back in the on August 6th of 2018 and haven't missed the day. Uh, which has been really great. Um, okay. been a lot of baby. I have missed plenty of days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, weekends, of course, excluded things like that. But, you know, it, it helps with the NFL calendar. In particular, the NFL calendar is so 365. And uh, sometimes, fortunately, sometimes, unfortunately, the New Orleans Saints remain in the news. Uh, quite a bit. So one way or another, that ends up being great for the content, if you know what I'm saying. All right. So let's be clear about this. Me, even as a Locked On podcast host, I'm talking to the most dedicated Locked On podcast network <laughs> host after not missing a day since 2018. Let's get to this game. I think the biggest question for all of us surrounding the Saints coming into this season, Ross, it was about Derek Carr, the new quarterback that yeah. they had. How was that offense going to look? We see one drive in the preseason. They look excellent. And it was not an offensive outpour against Tennessee, even if their card did throw for over 300 yards. What's been your assessment of this offense as you've seen it transpire through the offseason and even in week one against Tennessee? Yeah, I think you've seen an offense that's a little, more, a little bit more confident and comfortable in its identity and what it wants to be. You're right, it wasn't a big offensive outpouring, but that tends to be the case early on in NFL seasons. Defenses start off strong, and you kind of get the bell curve of offenses taking over through the middle portion of the year. And then eventually the defenses kind of come back up because of all the injuries and things of like that, which tend to be on the offensive side of the football. And so I think that what you've seen from New Orleans are the growing pains that you expected. Look, anytime you get a new quarterback in your system, whether that quarterback's a rookie, a young veteran, an older veteran, an experienced veteran, whatever it might be, there's going to be some growing pains in terms of what that's going to look like. We expected that. And I think that's what we saw a bit during the, during that Titans game. I think we'll see more during this Panthers game. It's not going to be a perfect offense all of a sudden uh, for New Orleans, but I do see that they have, a lot more of a grasp on their identity, what they want to be as a football team, who they want to be as a football team at this point in the year versus where they were at this point last year. Ross, when you talk about Carolina's offense and Bryce Young averaged 3.8 yards per pass attempt, really working that short and intermediate game, the Saints had three interceptions this past Sunday. Do you feel like that this defense is definitely going to be sitting on those short routes and really challenging the Panthers to test them deep? I think really what they're going to want to do is just make sure that the deep ball does not become an option. I know there were only two 20-plus air yard attempts by Bryce Young in that game against the Atlanta Falcons secondary. I think the Saints would like to keep it that way. If they can keep things in front of them and welcome him to kind of nickel and dime, as long as they can make tackles, right, which was the big issue for them last year, LaVisca Chenault, the big catch and run. The year before that, I'm pretty sure LaVisca Chenault, the big catch and run. But I think that, you know, there's those pieces to where the Saints have had some troubles with getting these receivers down once they get their hands, once they get, you know, the ball in their hands. And I think that New Orleans kind of showed you in that first game against the Tennessee Titans that they were able to close at the catch point, make these tackles, limit yards after catch, all of that. If they can continue to do that, then I think that they'll welcome uh, kind of that short intermediate area. Maybe they'll sit down and kind of jump some of those routes, but because they're such a man-heavy team, they'll be in position to do that, you know, one way or another. 
Um, I know Bryce Young only completed 44% of his passes against man coverage last week. If that struggle continues and if the Saints can kind of keep those coverage windows tight, then I said that's more so what they'll welcome than worrying about necessarily challenging him and making him go deep. And then also you look at New Orleans' offensive line and coming into the season, they weren't viewed very favorably. And then they come out in the first game, give up four sacks in the first half, 15 total pressures. How worried are Saints fans about this Carolina pass rush who was able to get to the quarterback, Brian Burns, looking like he's off to a great start this season. How worried are they about that? Yeah, I think I think Saints fans in particular are very, very concerned about that. You've got Brian Burns, you've got Derek Brown, Frankie Lucas coming off the edge. I mean, there's a lot of different places where that Carolina defense can, you know, send pressure. And that's before you even get into the conversation with their re- recent sort of scheme switch, that 3-4 front being able to, you know, supplement further pass rush from safeties from the slot. They have a lot of athletic players that can contribute there, of course, namely guys like Jeremy Chin and Von Bell, who we've seen in New Orleans do exactly that. So I think that there's a lot of concern around that in terms of the way that fans are looking for the game. For the New Orleans Saints, though, what's really kind of the focus for them, it's not necessarily who they're going up against, but how whether or not they can get out of their own way, right? So for them, it's about can they improve on the offensive line. Um, the 64 snaps that the New Orleans Saints offensive line as the starting unit was last week that they took together are the only 64 snaps that group has ever taken together. So there's much like with the changing offense and changing quarterback, with the changing offensive line, you're going to expect some growing pain. So it's only going to get better with experience. It's a little bit of trial by fire at this point, but it is probably the biggest concern as an analyst and, and for fans that are looking at this game going in, understanding that where the Saints are maybe at their weakest right now is effectively right across from where Carolina might be the strongest in terms of its entire roster. Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints podcast and LockedOnSaints.com joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Ross, we were looking at advantages and disadvantages in this matchup. What would you say is the biggest advantage for New Orleans as well as the biggest disadvantage? Yeah, I think the biggest advantage right now would probably be the Saints receiving core and their pass catching and then the timeliness of where Carolina is health-wise on their, uh, in their secondary. I mean, adding in Von Bell, a guy that's very familiar with the New Orleans Saints system, I think can go a long way, and he's a reliable veteran player. Jeremy Chin's a ridiculous athlete and a very, very reliable player as well. But the loss of J.C. Horn, again, is a big, big hit for that Carolina secondary. And so if they're going to have to march out guys like Troy Hill, as well as, of course, C.J. Henderson, who struggled, and then, you know, uh, Dante Jackson, who's been dealing with, you know, always kind of dealing with his own health stuff and has his up and down games. I think that that matchup versus the New Orleans Saints pass catchers of Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed and the tight ends, which, you know, I know that this Carolina team really loves its cover three, so the tight ends become a really big part of the Saints passing game, I imagine, this week, attacking the seams, you know, those kind of all-go specials, things like that. I think that that's where the Saints maybe have their advantage, their pass catchers versus the defensive backs of the Carolina Panthers, where they kind of have the maybe the, the weakest portion of it or, or, or maybe the the, the spot that is kind of the, the biggest disadvantage for them goes back to that offensive line, right? The, the Saints offensive line trying to get its mold together, but then having, you know, a really, really good front across from them. And, and I mean that in terms of pass protection, but also in trying to get the run game going because the Saints only averaged 2.6 yards per carry last week. That can't be the case on Monday night. And then, Ross, you guys have a couple of high-profile uh, ex-ACC stars on your roster and wanted to check in mm-hmm. on the progress of those guys. Brian Bercy had a half a sack in the game last Sunday against the Titans. How has he been in A.T. Perry? What can we expect from him as well? Yeah, um, Brian Bercy is, is, is a big one. Um, you know, he, He's been huge for New Orleans already. He's going to have 
half a sack and a few pressures on his ledger. Uh, but, you know, the, there was an interception that Ryan Tannehill threw to Paulson Adebo down on the right sideline that only happened because of a play that Brian Brzee made. He crashed the entire left side of the Tennessee offensive line, allowing Demario Davis to be able to pass rush from the second level. And him getting into the face of Ryan Tannehill forced him to rush that throw made a bad decision and it ended up being what will probably be one of Paulson Adebo's easiest interceptions in his career. And that's one of the ways that Brian Brzee ends up impacting your game. Not only does he get into the backfield and make those plays on the quarterback, but he's creating opportunities for other players. That's something New Orleans hasn't had on its interior for a few years now. So that's a big, big bonus that you get with a guy like Brzee. A.T. Perry, I'm not sure yet in terms of what to expect from him. It depends on if he's active. He was inactive this week. The Saints leaned a little bit more towards their tight ends and, and, and uh, the additional running backs that they wanted to have active. And so because of that, just the numbers game-wise, the Saints went with their top four receivers instead of their top five. They brought on Lynn Bowden Jr. Onto their practice, or from their practice squad onto their active roster. I'm not sure how that adjusts the numbers for a guy like A.T. Perry. But if A.T. Perry is active and he does get his opportunities, Red zone, contested catches, being a big guy that can do big guy things, those are going to be the things that are going to end up being big for him right. if he gets some opportunities this game. My bad, Ross. I just wanted to figure no, out exactly when we're talking about like these division rivals and the fan base's hatred for one another. There's not a definitive answer, I think, for Panthers fans on who is the team you hate the most because Atlanta mm. shows up a lot. New Orleans shows up a lot. I think for us, Tampa Bay is pretty clearly third with the most hated team being there. Yeah. But it's always split between New Orleans and Atlanta, would you say that the Saints fans have a definitive answer for that question, or is it kind of split like us? No, there, there's a definitive answer, and, and it's Atlanta. Um, I just think that, like, when you go all the way back to, you know, the you know, the founding of the New Orleans Saints and, and when they began, you had the, effectively this like Dixie Bowl matchup that used to happen between the Atlanta Falcons and, and the New Orleans Saints, and it has gone all the way back since then. And then Carolina kind of entered the fold. I do think, though, that the thing that is really always interesting about the Carolina and New Orleans matchup is that series-wise, like, like all-time series-wise, it's closer than any of the other matchups. I think it's like 28 to 20, like 29 to 28 mm-hmm. if you include the playoffs or something like that. Uh, and so I do think that it is a closer rivalry, but the bigger sort of fan hatred will always, always, always go towards the Atlanta Falcons. I feel like sometimes it's the Falcons just because of their proximity, but man, there's a lot of, especially with Sean yeah. Payton. Panthers fans did yeah. not like Sean Payton. That's just how it yeah, was. He fed into that just a little bit. <laughs> a you little, know what I'm uh, just a little bit. Yeah. All right. That's Ross Jackson. We don't hate you, Ross. We love you. And we appreciate you hopping on, on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Locked On Saints, LockedOnSaints.com. Go check them out anyway you get your podcast ross we appreciate the time man thanks again thanks ross thanks guys thanks guys appreciate you having me on y'all take care stay safe and talk to you soon you can hear wes and walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next only on sports radio 92.7 wfnc the exclusive home of the charlotte sports fan McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love 
hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We, we blanket the area. We appreciate you being with us wherever you are. And I do mean wherever you are. Uh, you know what I'm about to do, right? Whether it's uh, you know, up there at the Lake Norman area, all the way down, or all the way over to Mount Pleasant from Bessemer City down to Ballantyne, right? Wherever you're listening, we appreciate it. On the stream, we love you being with us. My guy Woody from Stanley, is uh, he's letting me know that J.C. Horn's on IR. We're already ahead of you. We know it. We expected it. J.C. Horn's not going to be back for a while. Brady Christensen out for the year. And as I bring in a smiling Nate Wimberly from WBTV, <laughs> sports director, sports anchor down there. He is a, uh, a Georgia native. He's been here for 26 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, you qualify as a Charlottean in every yeah. sense of the word. You are yeah. a Georgia native and a unfortunately a Falcons fan and the first thing you said to me was that you've got some receipts this week so go go right ahead I'm not not gonna kill them too bad they won okay you know and I actually the Panthers play better than I thought they would they've got a good solid foundation I'm not coming out here to trash the Carolina Panthers they got a real solid foundation Bryce Young made the rookie mistakes he's gonna make them all season long folks just just buckle down it's going to happen he has to make the mistakes to get to the next level he's gonna have to learn this is the part of the, it's part of the process. So I'm not gonna kill anybody, but the Falcons won. That's <laughs> the all I got. They won to know you won. But be honest with me though. How confident are you in Desmond Ritter? Uh, it's gonna be. It, 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 this is almost his rookie year, so he's gonna have. But they're not. They're not gonna let him make those mistakes because they feel like they got a playoff team. So they're gonna keep him in, in handcuffs until they have to. Let him go, which is the smart thing to do. Because at points last week, on Sunday, I was like, why are y'all throwing the ball when you're running the ball so well? I came in here just, you know, in a bad mood Monday. I was in a bad mood Monday. I was in a great mood. I know you were. But but I said not, and I stand by it, I'd be more afraid of that Falcons team if Taylor Heineke were the quarterback. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. I, I'd be I, more, I would be more afraid of that team if Heineke were the quarterback, absolutely. quite frankly. So you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but uh, uh, Bijan? He's going to be a problem for some years to come. We all agree on that. Oh, that we, I'll, I'll, give his, I'll give him respect where it's due. Um, he, he's tough. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Now, now, that's yeah. not the only receipt you have mm. from last week. You mm. did, if my memory serves, you did tell some people that West Charlotte could not only play with, but could possibly beat Mallard Creek. And but lo and behold, look at that. The Lions are 4-0 and after last, last night. Last night, they beat... They beat they they beat Mallard Creek seventeen to fifteen. Yeah. And I said it last week. They got a shot at winning the conference. And here comes the Chambers folks. Here comes the Mallard Creek folks. Here come the Huff folks. Ah, you. Uh, they one and zero right now, and and looking pretty good. They're 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 a solid three A football team competing against four A teams, and they have a shot to win the conference. I didn't stutter. I, I, you, you heard me clear. I, I heard it's, it. it it's, is it on? It's on. <laughs> I heard it. It's on. All right. So Nate's in. We're talking high school football. Big win for the Lions last yeah. night. We're, we'll take your thought or your questions rather, if you have one. Uh, for instance, we had uh, texter write in seven hundred four said, "Ask Nate." Pine Lake Prep versus Mountain Island Charter. Now, there, there are a couple of schools right there we haven't gotten to yet so far in these appearances. What do you yeah. think about that game? Actually, I'm going to be there tonight. Hey. Uh, uh, 
Mountain Island Charter is the number nine team in 1A football in the state of North Carolina. Having a great season this, this year with Coach Robert Washington. He's done a great job since he's gotten there. It's still a very young program, uh, but they got one of the better quarterbacks in this area in Grayson Harvey. He already has 1,000 yards passing in three games this season. 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, uh, a highly powered offense. The defense is only giving up 11 points per game. Uh, I, Pine Lake Prep, it, they play some good football there. Uh, their offense is, is moving as well. They're averaging 38 points per game. I just look, you know, Mountain Island Charter has, Charter has something special going right now. They beat Charlotte Latin earlier this year, their biggest win in program history. I just feel like they're going to remain undefeated 4-0 and move on with a win tonight. Okay, uh, let's take a phone call. Rowdy wants to talk about what we got. Gaffney Northwestern tonight. That's a big one. Rowdy's on the phone lines. Rowdy, what's going on, bud? Yes, sir. I was calling, you know, we got Gaffney, was it the number three and number four teams in South Carolina playing each other tonight at Gaffney? Um, you know, Gaffney about beat Shelby Crest over at Shelby, and they uh, beat South Point, mm-hmm. and they uh, beat Mountain Creek pretty good. So I want to know what you thought about that game. That's um, good. That, that's going to be a great game. Thank you, you Rowdy. Know, just like you said, uh, in week one, uh, Crest got them. Uh, down there in Boiling Springs at Bryson Stadium, and uh, they've they've rebounded well. And uh, Northwestern, of course, rebounded after their Week One loss to to Providence Day, which that that's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, Providence Day is probably the best team in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, so uh, well, yeah, it's going to be a great game. That, that's going to be a, a good one. And, and I, I was expecting South Point to win that game a couple weeks ago. But Gaffney pulled it out, and it, uh, this Gaffney team is pretty good. Yeah, they definitely are. That now, uh, someone said Butler Bulldogs, seventy nothing last night, yeah, right? Over Garinger. Over Garinger. Yeah, yeah. seventy yeah. to nothing. Correct. It's not a surprise. Um, Garinger is still a struggling program, and um, you don't get surprised about that score. But the, the fact that they're out there fighting and trying to win, you got to give them credit for that. But yeah, uh, Butler's just on another level right now. Uh, they, they, they've taken that win over Langston Hughes, and they're just riding the wave right now. They they beat Weddington uh, in comeback fashion a, a couple of weeks ago. Then you, They're just moving right. They're just rolling right now. And it's going to be hard to beat that team because Coach Hales has those guys believing. They're playing hard, uh, and they are they are rolling right now. All right, what about uh, – okay, speaking of last night, Charlotte Catholic Providence, 29-22, Catholic gets the win. I mean, it seems like they're steadying things over there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. after that – <laughs> It's hard to say. You don't want to really want to call it an embarrassing loss, but it was an embarrassing loss. 40, you know, 42 to 7 on national TV against uh, against uh, Providence Day. Once again, nothing to be ashamed about. Providence Day, one of the better teams in, in the state. But, you know, Catholic is another team. They're, they're, getting, they're going to get rolling soon. But you got to give Providence Day, I mean, uh, Providence uh, some, some, some credit. They had the lead late. Uh, Charlotte Catholic had to have a late drive to win that game. So Providence is playing well, too. But you got to give kudos to Catholic in, that, in picking that win up. I, I like that. All right, hit us up, 704-570-9610. Geechee P wants to know, Hickory Ridge versus A.L. Brown. Who you got? Uh... God, Hickory Ridge, they, they've just got to play some better defense, bottom line. They're giving up way too many points this year. Um, and I look forward to start the season. Yeah, that's, that's a tough that, hole that to dig that, out that, of. That is, that, is a, that is a huge surprise because, you know, they had so many big-time expectations this season. But to be 0-4, oof, and they've, they've given up a, some, some – and a lot of the, the points that they – they were giving up. It came in that one game against Independence when they gave up 75 points. So, you know, A.L. Brown, uh, Coach Harden is back home. Uh, he's a he's a uh, alum. His dad, Bruce Harden, was there many years ago, won state championship. He was on the state championship team as well. Uh, so, you know, tonight I think A.L. Brown gets it. But it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't shock me or surprise me if Hickory Ridge 
finally got it together and picked up a big win tonight. Love it. Uh, I don't think you hit Porter Ridge Monroe, but that's a heck of a game tonight. Porter Ridge 4 and 0, Monroe's 3 and 1, and Porter Ridge has a four-game winning streak in this series, but uh, Monroe, I, I think I saw them their top 10 on the observer rankings coming into this week. That's a heck of a football game. Yeah, Monroe is number 4 in the state of North Carolina. I don't know about the Sweet 16, but they are number 4 in the state of North Carolina. Uh and and the, the Whew. Their offense is averaging 50 points per game. Um, you know, they got one of the better wide receivers in the area, Jordan Young. He's a four-star uh, uh, prospect. He's going to go major. He's going to go to a power five school, you know, when it's all said and done. But uh, they got a couple of running backs that are, that are pretty good. Actually, three running backs that are pretty good. They spread the ball around. That's what makes their offense so so dangerous that they, they spread the ball around. But Porter Ridge's defense is simply fantastic. You know, they, they play some great defense out there. Uh, Danny Kennedy, a running back, dual threat running back. Uh, he leads the team in receiving and rushing. So, um, Monroe's only loss was to West Charlotte, who is undefeated. Yeah, yeah, that go West Charlotte again. Uh, but they, <laughs> they 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 had West Charlotte down nine to nothing in the first quarter, and it was a back and forth battle uh, that Monroe eventually lost. Monroe as a two A team is once again playing a four A team here in Puerto Ridge. It's going to be a very Good ball game. I'm not even going to call a winner in this one. You guys going to go to this game. You're going to see a lot of good. I think you're going to see a lot of points scored. Uh, it's probably going to come down to the team who has the ball last that wins this game. I like that. Let's hit the phone lines real quick. Cody wants to talk about Weddington, I see. Cody, what's going on, bub? Hey, guys. Um, wanted to ask you guys about the uh, the Chapel Hill team that's coming into Weddington tonight, I believe. Uh Anything, any news about what we're supposed to look for on this team? Uh, I know Weddington's coming off that loss against Boulder, so let me get your thoughts about this game. Yeah, we'll start with that right there. Um, Weddington is coming off a loss where they gave up the lead late to Butler. I think that's that's got them keyed back in and, and home back in, and I think they get a big win tonight. This Chapel Hill team, they're three and one. They're coming from up in that the the, the, the Chapel Hill that, that triad area, um, so they're going to have to make a trip down here. But um, I just think Weddington is just going to be they're going to be angry tonight, and they 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 know they let one get away last Friday night. They don't want to do it again, so I, I think they they they're going to win tonight, and I think they're going to win pretty big, even though this Chapel Hill team is three and one. They're a pretty good ball team. Uh, but I think uh, Winnington flexes their muscles tonight and, and gets back to it. I got a West Charlotte fan asking why West Charlotte's playing a 4A conference, not a 3A conference. Says so they win their conference, they'll play for the 3A state championship. Asking you to clarify that a little bit. Well, uh, this is a long thing that you probably need to ask the NCHSAA <laughs> about because it's some of their whatever. How did I know you were going to say that? Um, but you know, uh, the, and, and schools, a lot of schools like this because they want to they they want to stay close and be in regions where uh, are conferences where there's schools in their area. So, you know, yes, West Charlotte is a 3A school, but they're around Mallet Creek and Huff and Chambers. So they want to stay in those conferences with them to help with their gates, to to be able to get the money, to support athletics, to, to support the other sports. So they choose to stay with those teams in that pod area for conference. And then when they go to playoffs, well, you know, and the wacky thing about that is there's a number one seed that comes out of each conference. So that conference has two number one seeds. There's a number one seed for the 4A, a number one seed for the 3A. So West Charlotte won the conference last year. or They, they didn't win the conference last year, but they got the number one seed in the 3A part of the the, 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 the playoffs. So they got a higher seed. So it's it's just so wacky. I would, and the, the, It's way more involved than it needs it, to it's be. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> and, and I think the NCHSA is about to go to five classification, which will help a lot. Five or six, whichever one they pick. And, and we'll start to see some of this thing kind of straighten itself out where, 
you won't have those split conferences. Love Hopefully. It. Knock on wood. There's your explanation. Hopefully. Let's sneak in one more phone call. Frank wants to talk Marvin Ridge, and Frank is welcome to do so. Frank, how are you? Hey, hey guys. How's it going today? Good. Good. i got a question about Marvin Ridge. I know they lost uh, against my Park Thursday, but what kind of future does you see for those guys? they got a D1 kicker in uh, Dawson Jones. Oh, also, uh, Georgia Tech over Ole Miss by 20. <laughs> oh, I my. I know who this is. That's Falcon Francis. You absolute oh. imposter. Okay. Oh, I That was Falcon Francis. Look, I grew up a Georgia Tech football fan. I ain't going that far. They're going to go out there and probably get the brakes beat out there by Ole Miss. So that's another thing. Um, <laughs> but but, but it, it, that conference there, Marvin Ridge, it, this is the crazy thing. Last week, the entire Southern Carolina Conference, Southern Carolina 3 Conference was undefeated. Everybody was 3-0. and Last week, two teams lost, and it was the two favorites, Weddington yeah. and Marvin Ridge. So, and then Marvin Ridge loses uh, last night their second loss of the season. Do not throw dirt on Marvin Ridge yet. They're not done yet, but that conference is so much. Carperson is better. Sun Valley is better. Porter Ridge is on the up and up. Uh, it, that's going to be a dogfight all the way to the end, and I wouldn't be surprised if all of them at least lose – Nobody, I don't think anybody's going to go undefeated in this conference. I do believe Weddington, and I know I said a couple weeks ago that Marvin Rich was going to probably win this conference. I think they're going to get a loss in this conference because it's so it's so good right now. That conference is one of the better ones in the state. I won't call it the best because I still say the Queen City uh, 4A3A with West Charlotte and, and, and the gang, I think that's the best one in the state. But this one is a very good one. Uh, one of my loyal listeners, a guy who loves this segment, by the way, just said, uh, ask Nate for his top five. Now, I asked him which classification, but let's assuming he doesn't have one. Top five football teams in the in the area right now, you know, just off the cuff. I, I did one a couple of weeks ago because when you when you were out at the doghouse. That's said, it, yeah. The next week, I had it in my head, but it, it would start with Providence Day. Uh, you'd have to put uh, – um, Butler is definitely in it. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go against the, the grain here. I'm, Salisbury is a very good football team, folks. They're 2-8. They're very good. They just handled person last week. who had one of the better running attacks in the, in the state. Shut them down. Um, Crest and Kings Mountain. So um, Providence Day, Butler. Crest, Kings Mountain, Salisbury. I like that list. You know, I, I'm not going just uh, just because everybody's a four-rayer. Forget that. I'm talking about the, the, the teams I feel like – they're going to win state championships. And those five, I feel like, are really top contenders to win state championships. Wow. That, that was me. And all these years of doing radio, I managed to not have my phone go off while I'm on the air. And right there, that one's me. I got somebody yelling at me in all caps, KB, get this guy on every week during football season. Where you been, man? We, we've been doing this for weeks now. I've been in this building for 26 years, man. I've been sitting down there holding it down for 26 years. And y'all just like, oh, look at this guy right here. What's your name? Oh, look at this play. Get this guy on during football season. Well, he's here. And, you know, I'll, I'll even say I'm overdue, but he's back on Fridays. High school football pre Views with Nate Wimberly. Uh, check him out, WBTV. Uh, tonight, where can they watch you? What time? At 11.20 on uh, WBTV. Then at 11.35, we're on WBTV.com slash live. Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku, and Facebook. Second half stream at 11.35. Join us there, folks. We're going to be there with the best high school football highlights on Football Friday night. Sponsored by Bojangles. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's right. Well, go, go watch him tonight. You tune in to Instant Replay. When the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.